What did we talk about today on the Friday Packet with Stocking Stout? Billings, uh, number one Cheeto consumption site. (laughs) The old dump. The Mm -hmm. old dump. Uh, Are we using our NPR voices now? Well, you'd have to get really close in on your mic. Just get in there. you got to take half a breath. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Thanks, Stocking. Oh, man. Lots of zone stuff. That seems to be a recurring theme on this podcast. Yep. Growing pains in the city. You bet. Coming to full throat. Lots of growing pains, lots of CIP. And what's that stand for, Stocky? Uh, Citizens in pizza. Yep, absolutely. Lots of CIP stuff. Turns out, citizens in pizza, pretty expensive. Sure is. Um, Capital improvement projects. Yeah, there you go. There we go. It's just like a stocking of wishes. Yeah. That they dump out on the ground, and then they sift through it. and Say no. Say no. Yep. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, it, hey, Stocky. Yeah. Have you ever driven down Grand Avenue? Oh, it's a nightmare. From like 40th to 64th or whatever? No, I've driven my trailer off a couple times. Yep. Yeah. Well, guess what? What? We've got good news. Oh, God. They're going to maybe make it wider or Ooh. something. Ooh-wee. They're going to look at the possibility of considering maybe looking into possibly making it more travelable and appropriate for the shitloads of traffic that mm. it has. God, I hope they go all the way out to 60 second. That would be good, yeah. wouldn't it? But, yeah. you know, pipe dreams. Pipe dreams. Gotcha. And they also might be uh, working on that big, weird, sweeping intersection, 60 mile an hour corner. Oh, there we're at Rim Rock Malt and Rapid Road. Road. Yeah. It's so, always a fun time. Be careful out there, man. Yeah. Nearly driven my trailer multiple times in the winter not realizing how close the little culvert is there oh god you just yeah. look in the rearview mirror and you can sort of see your trailer drifting yeah, yeah. it's always a good time a little rodeo yep it's a good time i've been out there on those i can't remember what cross street at about 60 second but there was a semi that had tried to make one of those corners oh and the semi god was da- the trailer was down in the ditch and the back <laughs> wheels of the semi were <laughs> off the ground that's not a truck route no it is not. not not approved you're going yeah don't don't do it. Ooh, hey, here. hey, also, uh, lots of public comment in this episode, and we want to reiterate that uh, we're not going to make fun of you if you make public comment. No. We might counter some of your points Yeah, if you're saying dumb things. but Sure. Welcome to America. There's some real colorful public comment yep. that we didn't even go over. Um, just some nice people getting up there doing what they think is best and trying to be involved and good for them. Yeah. God damn it. Even if you're a weird old codger who has everything wrong. <laughs> oh, I love a good old codger. You, you got to have a codger here and there. Oh, here man. There. You, you know they go into the garage and it's organized. Oh, yeah. And there's some cool shit in there. Absolutely. There's got to be some cool shit in there. Yep. Uh, we also go over some vacuum parking. Some people like it. Most, most people like it. Yeah. But someone has found... No, she hasn't found anything. No. Uh, we'll, we'll learn <laughs> about know. that as well. Um, so, Jay 2021, uh, Rec Center Lady. Yep. Uh, she gives a concise and I think a, a good abbreviation of what, what we're going for here. Oh, yeah. With, Shout uh, out Heather. With uh, Brando, uh, the uh, Brando Center down there in the Saburo. You betcha. Good times. Mm. Alrighty. It's the uh, last day of February. Ooh, spicy. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, February 28th. So that must mean it's not a leap year. Yeah. Or it is a leap year? I don't know what that means. It's not. It's not? Nope. So if it was... Because if it was, we'd have one more day. We'd, go, we'd get a 29. Gotcha. That's what it is. Yep. 
Uh, February 28th, 2023. Uh, this is the Friday Packet with Stocky and Stout uh, here in Dump Studios 3.245679. Uh, here on the bright side of the tracks in Billings, Montana. Uh, I am Stocky across the way over there with late breaking news. <laughs> it is, is Stout. You want me to give the late breaking news? Sure. Okay. I guess so. Why yep. not? Is yep. This is what we do here on the this this here podcast. We talk about Billing City politics, the goings ons, and most mostly the Billing City Council. Uh, for your listening pleasure. But uh, let's go over to the desk. Oh wait, here I'll do the. Uh... <laughs> My dad got this for me. Uh, Christmas, like I don't know, ten years ago. This will be our late. I'll turn it on. This will be our late or our breaking news uh, soundbite that we'll play before every, you know, pertinent breaking news. Here you go. Oh, McDonald had a farm. <laughs> and on that farm he had a cow. With a hair and a hair, 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 <laughs> All right, late breaking news. Breaking news from the Dumb Studios, uh, brought to you by a creepy gift my dad got me for Christmas, and he thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Where the hell did he even find that thing? Exactly. That's a very good question. It looks 200 years old. We'll get you a picture. We'll get it up on the packet yeah, uh, Instagram so will. you can actually, uh, you know, put a face to a name. It just looks like a creepy clown without makeup on with a hat on. Bask in its glory, yep. I guess. <laughs> good God. Yeah, anyway, I feel like the late breaking news is going to kind of pale in comparison to that beautiful thing. <laughs> well, we'll thing, see. But I guess we'll see. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, anyway, uh, Mike Whitaker is retired from the Parks Department. Effective today. Hey. Yeah. We will uh, no longer be able to witness the coat. The jacket, if you will. The brown jacket with the leather shoulders, I think. Mm-hmm. Or vinyl shoulders. Mm-hmm. One of the probably two. Probably one of the it's two. Probably, yeah. Yeah. It's the end of an era, everybody. It really is. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, pretty sudden. It seems like yeah, it's it starts today. It's a new new era. Mm-hmm. Two yeah. interim directors, Pig and uh, oh, who was the other Corey one? Thompson? Yep. In the interim, as they search for the heir apparent, an all new director. Mm-hmm. I think we all know that the director already exists in the infrastructure, and that person knows who they are. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, what I my understanding is that they require a master's degree for the position, but I'm not sure that they'll Master Blaster? Yep. Master nice. Blaster's degree. Or Masters of the Universe? Either one's fine. Got it. Yeah. Um Yeah. Oh, that's that'd be a cool degree to get. Yeah, it would be. Master of the Universe. Yeah. Anyway, so yep, that's uh you heard it here first. Should I play the days. should I play the theme song for it again? <laughs> I won't. I'll spare you that. You could probably <laughs> recapture it and insert it so we don't have to listen insert to it. Insert nightmare here. <laughs> Gross. Uh, we got uh, three meetings to catch up on this session. Uh, we won't bad. be hitting the uh, 27th one because I said so. So there. Uh, we're going to go back to February 6th, a work session. Um, and you're probably asking yourself, what, what's a work session? Well, a work session is a more <laughs> informal occasion where the council breaks out the dip, the guac, the nacho cheese fountain, and they just, you know, hang out. The beer helmets. The beer helmets, and they just sort of discuss things. You bet. Uh, in a more uh, detailed manner. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the main ones that sort of stuck out to me was the uh, 
Energy, uh, the EEC Commission, mm-hmm. Energy and Conservation Commission, uh, which is um, Lewis Ingalls, who is the uh, city's representative on that. But you got uh, multiple people who have experience in the energy conservation field, architects, engineers, people like that, uh, highlighting the way the city is doing that. And we're one of the first, uh, what did I write down? We are the 21st city in the world to get a uh, LEED Gold certified. Many, Plus. many cities have tried, and we did it. Huzzah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Here's to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and their tenure runs out, I think, in June of this year. And so I believe it was Tariki who made the motion. Well, you can't make a motion on work session, but directed staff to uh, get the Energy and Conservation Commission renewed for another, I believe, four years. But that'll be coming down the pipe. What cool. The specifics of that is um, coming up here shortly. Yeah. So uh, another one was the Grand Avenue system change. You're asking yourself. <laughs> Self, what's the Grand Avenue system change? Well, uh, between 41st Street uh, West and 62nd Street West, um, as some people on council would say, is a nightmare. Uh-huh. Um, yep. It's basically a two-lane county road that has uh, three schools on it, uh, many other things, but it's a, in dire need of expansion and yeah. brought into the 21st century and... Just seeing a lot of traffic mm-hmm. out there. Why listen to me mumble through it when you can listen to uh, Scott Walker mum- talk about <laughs> Good it? Good point. Thank you, Mayor and Council. Uh, again, we have uh, basically we just have a letter uh, in front of you guys tonight uh, for a system review of Grand Avenue and 62nd Street West um, here in Billings. Basically, Thanks. this is a, a graphic of uh, the location. It's actually uh, on Grand Avenue from about 50, uh, 41st Street. 262nd and then 62nd north uh, to uh, what will be the new roundabout there at, at uh, uh, Rimrock and and kind of the Molt Road there. Oh yeah, okay. The reason for this this ask, and we are we're actually asking um, MBT for a review. Hmm. The reason for that is obviously um, a lot of residential and commercial growth in the area. Uh, what comes with that is increased traffic and accidents. Uh, we've got uh, three schools along the corridor there, and currently the there is uh, virtually no infrastructure along uh, both segments of that roadway. There's deep ditches. Um, mm-hmm. That helps. That's good. The updated review will allow our community to explore a variety of funding options to address these issues. Um, so the first step in all this is uh, this letter that will be signed by our PCC. Uh, it was originated at our technical advisory committee, and uh, it's going through our transportation process now, transportation planning process, um, which you guys are certainly a part. The mayor will bring uh, your recommendation to PCC um, in a couple weeks, I believe, 21st of February. Mm. And um, that's basically it. This is uh, This is something that... Uh, from time to time we have to do to make sure our system meets um, all the the requirements that um, spending federal money requires. Uh, will be state controlled no. or no. not? No. no. This will be part of our urban system. 
we in our transportation plan we have a functional classification that we look at um, basically all the major roads in, in our community are are functionally classified mdt has a totally different functional classification when they look at our city for example what we need to do to make this piece eligible for federal funding is review it because we have several safety issues going on here and once that review is complete then there can be a, a project to follow this up okay and so if the project is there to follow up it is city controlled city project mdt doesn't get involved at all it will be yes it will be run through public works yeah because it's not a state highway correct and it'll use state and federal dollars and controlled by the city. Correct. So that's what's happening. So if you live out there um, or have ever used that road to get somewhere, Oof. you know, it's a... Uh, it's a good time. It's a, it's a challenge to navigate, but know that it's going to change drastically here in the very near future with this urban system change. Uh, the next clip is really long because it involves the, tra <laughs> the Transportation and Parks Capital Improvement pro Program. Woo! Um, and you get to hear uh, Debbie Mailing uh -huh. talk at length about what's in the CIP, what she heard from council members, talk about what they want to see from her, and, you know, the, the types of projects that they want to see come down the pike. Um, and she ex explains it exhaustively. Um, so if you are wondering about transportation and parks capital improvement pro programs, uh, you're in for a damn 15 minute treat. This is exciting. Yeah, the really nightmare's is. over, finally. The nightmare, I should play the the song again, but it's not breaking <laughs> news. I won't do it again. Not yet. There's a lot lot of lot of stuff left, but Debbie uh, nice. We'll go here. Action that you all gave us last time we were here is on this slide. First, uh, we're going to run through each one of these, so I'm not going to do it on this this slide, but that's Don't basically what we're going to do is run through each of these. Um, directions that we heard. Yeah. So the first one uh, was landscaping. Actually, this was the last one, and it was kind of a tack on, but um, we'll talk about it here for a second. Sounds great. Um, landscaping was okay. one brought up by Mayor Cole that we needed to spend more money on um, dealing with the landscaping in the right-of-ways, uh, some of the medians, that sort of thing. We spent about $390,000 um, in FY22. We had double that budgeted. We believe our budget is adequate for this. We just couldn't hire anyone. So... Um, that really was a problem. So we don't need one. additional yep. funding. We don't believe in landscaping, but we do need to hire people. We have a solution for this, and Andy's going to come back with a budget amendment. Um, basically, what we want to do is take our is um, we want to take our seasonal budget and transfer it to um, almost an equivalent full-time employee. So it allows us to get more work done on the off seasons, and then really focus our resources during the growing season, the weed growing season. So um, you'll see that come back to you, Andy, a couple weeks? A couple weeks. Um, the other one was the school zone modifications, making sure our school zones get back modified per the new state law. So um, we do have the ability to do that with the existing O&M funds that we have. So what I'm saying is we don't need to increase O&M funds for these two things. All right. That is the best slide and the only slide <laughs> that we're going to say that tonight. So increasing paver, uh, that was brought up, uh, that we wanted to bring paver up to where we're really taking care of the infrastructure that we have in place. We love this. Staff has been wanting this for years, um, but it's a big cost. So we're talking about an additional $13.25 million in this five-year five CIP. 
Right now, our road reconstruct projects, so things like Rimrock and 54th and those things that are in here, actually include that. So all of those roads were built in the county. They don't have sections that are going to stand up to the traffic. Yeah, um, the surfacing isn't adequate. There's no storm drainage. Well, so we do account for some of that paver in those projects. So when we say we need additional $4 million, that's actually less the paver reconstructs. So it's not quite $4 million that we would have to increase. And we do recommend increasing that slowly over five years just so we don't price our contractors out of the market. Yeah. We, uh, they need time to basically build up to be able to respond to that sort of um, workload. I see. So these are the numbers okay. um, that it would take to increase paver. That 900000 is what we basically spend on our arterial projects every year. So that's where we have a little bit less. Um, you don't need to, we won't go into these in great depth, but we'll refer to them as we get to the end of this presentation. So the second, third thing was to increase traffic calming. Um, currently, we have good traffic, um, vehicular traffic flow on our arterials, which means that we don't have a lot of cut through traffic. So that's the good part of our traffic calming. Um, we do need to develop a program. So we look at what the prioritization projects or what, how we prioritize the funds, how we deal with matching, the type of um, appropriate traffic calming in the appropriate locations, all that kind of thing. So we need to develop a program. Ultimately, we think we'd like to get to about $250,000 over the five-year CIP. So $50,000 the first year, $100,000, $150,000, With $250,000, you can do a lot of traffic calming. So depending on where that program goes, I'd like to start there and then Mm -hmm. modify that as we start implementing this. We just don't know yet where this is going to go. So when we get our program done and we start looking at really what we can do, we'll come back with better recommendations on that. But for now, that's what our recommendation would be. Safe routes to school implementation, um, this slide basically just uh, summarizes what the safe routes to school says. And at the bottom, it's it's the real numbers there. So there's about 4 million in sidewalk projects and about 4 to 5 million in non-sidewalk safe routes to school projects. So I'm right. those are the numbers we're trying to hit if we want to do safe routes to school no, we don't want to hit anybody. Um, implementation quickly. Yeah. So to accelerate that with sidewalks, right now our sidewalk pro- program looks at safe routes, to, safe routes to schools and non-safe routes. What we can do is focus our next few years on the ones that are safe routes to school. So instead of increasing that million dollars that we currently spend, I would suggest that we focus our attention on safe routes to school instead of some of the other ones that we do. Um, million dollars have been really hard to get so far. Um, our contractors, that's, that's a lot of work. And we just haven't had the contractor availability. So we could say we could double it. We could say we could go time and a half. But I, I just don't think we'll get it done. So to be reasonable and be realistic, um, we just need to focus our attention differently, I think. With our current draft CIP funding, that would take us four years to complete all the sidewalk projects in the Safe Routes to School. The sidewalk program, as of now, this is just to show you what we're doing. With our sidewalk program, um, with the sidewalk and trail that's added under our our large arterial project every year with our SIDs, street reconstructs, all of that, we do about 23 and a half miles of sidewalk in five years. And that's what we've got projected here. So it's not a small number that we're currently doing. Um, It's a pretty good, it's a pretty good number. We do have 865 miles of road. So, so 23 miles, you know, um, it's, it's there. 
<laughs> so the other thing we talked about was modifying our CIP prioritization tool. A couple things I want to note is this tool is imperative. There's no way one person can really look at these projects and understand the regulatory issues, the, the development issues, the maintenance, the infill, all those things. To put that all together and be able to balance all of them, it's, we're just too, there's just too many criteria and too many projects now um, and too many uh, different things that are pulling. We have different uh, priorities that are pulling at everything. So we did, we do think this tool is going to be great. We do think it's important that we use it. Um, we modified it to look at how infill can be captured on this. We do think we can do that. Um, we added the PCI, which is an important part. That's the pavement condition inventory, and it tells us how good our roads are. So that means if, if a road is really starting to fail, we can get it pushed up, then the numbers will cause it to go up. And then we looked at adding um, the multimodal to try to get that higher. Um, so I was joking we did about change this, this CIP prioritization. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this other than to let you know we've changed it. We feel like the way that it, that it um, resulted in the projects this time feels good. Maybe not perfect, but it feels good. Like we're getting to where we want to be. Like so, marriage. Um, hmm, yeah. So those were the, the main things that you've asked us to look at. The other thing you wanted us to do was look closer at this downtown project. So what I did was separate it is to what the scope of the downtown project is for city funded and for TIF funded. Um, the city funding portion, it's about half and half of that 7.4 million. It's running really close to half and half. Um, the city portion of that is very much the pavement maintenance. So chip sealing it, um, leveling, new storm inlet, striping, signing, all that sort of thing we normally do. And then the second part of it is the $3.8 million, and that is looking at new parking, signal modifications primarily at division. So all those streets end at division right now, and those are big projects. So that's the, that is the bulk of this project is at division with those two-way conversions. And then um, just each street has a two-way conversion. So that's how it breaks down. Happy to go into that any further, but um, and we will try to be better about how we define that and describe it in our CIP. I was joking. That's 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 a clip. That's describing what this current city council uh, deems is a priority for the city of Billings: safe routes to school, some sidewalks, increasing in the paver program, and Division Street, which could turn into a not a go show, but it's just a confluence of many different problems in one, one tiny little area. <laughs> Not a goat show. That's that's good. Not a goat. Um, maybe a lamb. I don't know. Lamb yeah. show. It's pretty well engineered out though, and I think they kind of know what they're doing. I don't think it's going to be any worse than it is now. Fair enough. Yeah. So you got that going. Uh, downtown parking. Would you like to uh, know what a uh, longtime contributor and friend of the show thinks about downtown parking love to love right. to i bet Absolutely. you wouldn't i mean who wouldn't want to and i'm going to go back to my two-way conversions i know some people love them but in talking and i have been meaning to go downtown and go door to door and ask them how they like it i've only talked to about two or three and one. they're saying if anything it, one you have the traffic sped up they didn't think it slowed down traffic because that Not was one true. of the the uh, reasons for having it uh, hate back in parking, and that's not me saying that, Mr. Mayor. It's um, because, it's you. in fact, one gal says, I always bump into the signs, your signs that you have there. So I don't know how many signs have needed to be replaced. But um, I was in one store, and there was a gal that came from out of town, and you she said, I refuse to go down those streets. And so she parks on 
I don't know, it's third, whatever, because it's parallel parking. So, so for the point the is, is yeah. that I'm wondering, and I know DBA were, was the one, or DBP, one of those, yeah. went through and supposedly them. took a, um, a survey, if you will, of the business owners. Oh, yeah, we did. Another one of those issues was that it also brought in more uh, business traffic. And so I'm looking at the traffic um, what a bad the issue. businesses that would allow that, you know, to have more people come in and stop and shop and whatever. And some <laughs> of them are office buildings. <laughs> so I don't think that is a legitimate interest. So well, some I, of the others that you're looking some at, are, some of the other true. streets mind, that you're looking at, I'm wondering if that also would be, oh, we're going to bring more uh, foot traffic in. So I, I guess my question is, hey, is it question. possible to... First of all, find out the people that have experienced the one ways or two ways if they like them. Yes. Is it worth the money? Yes. Because that's quite a chunk of change. And then on this one where you're putting the, you know, two scopes in there, and the second scope, the last thing is changing the conversion. So I don't know if in, in that first scope, if that's part of the what the lighting that you had in there, traffic lights. That about? is conducive to the two-way, so it uh, does actually bring both of those in there. So I'm just wondering, is there a way that we can survey, or is it worth it, or is it just me barking at the moon? We've done it, and you didn't get the answer you wanted, so you think we need to do it again until we get the answer you want, and it's not going to happen. <laughs> so I teed this one up for you, because I, if anybody would know the answer to the, any of these <laughs> <laughs> questions, the, what, there's... <laughs> that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was. Uh, there isn't a lot of questions in there. It was just more of statements and uh, mm -hmm. anecdotal evidence of whatever. So Sorry. obviously you did a survey of the residents or the business mm -hmm. owners downtown, mm -hmm. regardless of whether it's an office building or not. Are you saying office buildings don't bring people to downtown? I mean, it's quite the assumption. But Apparently not, yeah. Anyway, uh, so there was a survey done, correct? Yeah. And what was the overarching uh, consensus or... The vast majority were in favor of it. Yeah. There were a few, I don't know, maybe, and then there were just like a couple of, no, don't do it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, some people hate the back-end parking, but I think that's mostly because they don't know how to drive a car. Yeah, mostly. And uh, maybe practice that a little. Yeah. There's plenty of time to practice. Uh, yep. You can teach an old dog new, new tricks. It can't mm -hmm. just bark at the moon. It can also back in a car and mm -hmm. use the mirrors and the... Backup cameras, which come standard on most vehicles. Every day. vehicle sold in the United States since 2016. Yeah, there you go. has so, to have a backup camera. Uh, have any signs been uh, demolished? And uh, A couple of the barking meters have been backed into. Yeah. Yeah. But that'll happen. Stop doing that. <laughs> there we go. It's pretty simple <laughs> solution when you think about it. She hates uh, hates it all. She talks to one business. Right. Talks to them a lot. Yeah. But that is the business that gives her the answer that she wants, and so she just says, I've talked to some businesses downtown. It's one, and she just keeps going back in there. She's talked to them a lot of times, so maybe that counts as different businesses. Sure, it's just a different day. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. So that's nice. There you go. Uh, I just thought I'd throw this. The one little cherry on the top, too. I mean... Um. Grand Avenue from Shiloh to 62nd is a disaster. Um, I can't believe all the people that I talked with that said, 
are you people just crazy? And I'm saying, well, it's part of its city, part of its county. So this multi-jurisdictional thing has got to be the way to go. Let's start it tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, I did personally call several uh, businesses downtown and said, what do you think? And it was kind of 50-50 on the two-way streets. They didn't really care, but they said every customer didn't want to back in. I mean, that's just what I've heard. So I have to go along with not to back in just because if their businesses don't, their customers don't like it, they don't like it. So Good data. Thank you. So there you go. Start <laughs> through that little nugget on top with Boyette, uh, basically. Good data, Mike. Uh, echoing whatever Pam was saying, because at some point she, I just sort of, I don't know, zone out. Yeah, I just start thinking about something else. It's like when I'm reading, when I'm reading something, I'll just start mm-hmm. thinking of completely something. I'll just keep reading, but I'm not even. Oh yeah, just retaining anything. Words. I'm just going. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And that's when she starts going when she's asking her quote unquote question. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just sort of check out. Remember Tommy Boy when he's in the office and. Talking about driving along with your kids in the back, and he mm-hmm. lights the stuff on fire, and he's mm-hmm. yelling and screaming. That's kind of what I get out of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So backing parking is tough. Uh, I would suggest that if you hate it, I would practice it. Yeah. Um, if you have a uh, 3,500 mega cab long bed, I would suggest probably not trying to park downtown. Yeah, or park in a spot that it fits. Yeah. Which there are a shitload of parking spots empty downtown mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just the one in front of the place that you want to go might have a car in it. That doesn't mean there's no parking. Mm-hmm. It means you have to like go around the corner. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there you go. How uh, far away from Costco do you park? <sighs> That's a good question. I mean, you walk from where you park at Costco, practically out at King. And then you walk all the way around Costco. Yeah. You walk like a mile and a half just going to Costco, but you're not willing to walk around a corner to go to the brew pub. Mm-hmm. It's pretty silly. Yeah, so that's what sort of stuck out to me on that exchange. So that was dealing with transportation, capital improvement plan, um, uh, and oh, back in parking and two-way conversions downtown. Yeah. You know, just growing pains of a growing city. We'll do another survey. It's in the it's in the works. I mean, we. This is the Friday packet with stock. <laughs> Yep. The the Downtown Billings Association Alliance District with with which I am in no way involved, completely different person. Mm-hmm. Um will do another little survey. But we know that every single door was knocked on on both of those streets and asked. And if nobody was there we went back, it's not like we just spent a day. Sure. Yeah, it was pretty thorough. Okay. And they didn't give the answer that Pam wanted, mm-hmm. so she doesn't think we did it right. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Let's listen to Andy talk about the CIP. Let's do. What do you got for us, Andy? Make so, it the facts. What we have, or what I'm showing here, was what we had recommended. Boy, was that December already? Last Ooh, time I was here. Uh, these were the proposed okay. bonded projects for the Parks Department, oh, uh, a total of $178 million. That's um, but since then, some things have changed. Uh, th- again, this was a 10-year outlook because I think th- there was some discussion about, hey, we want to go to voters and, and ask for some funding for parks, but it's more than more than what was just going to be in the CIP. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to look at a, a 10-year look. Um, so we've 
made some recommended changes, and I'll walk through them here. Uh, the first one is the, the rec center. You've had a presentation on the 17th of January uh, that added a sheet of ice, uh, maybe provided some more information. We've updated the numbers here to reflect that total. It's 116 million, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so this just reflects the general obligation portion at 82 million. Um, based upon the information that Mike was able to obtain, uh, we scaled down the waiting pool projects from 1.8 million to 1 million. Um, it's almost in half. Partly just so we knew that, hey, there's, there's enough here that kind of whatever council decided direction they wanted to go um, with the type of spray ground, we would have identified that that's, we've got enough to do that. Um, not saying that, yeah, that's the direction we're going to go with those specific spray grounds today. Um, Stagecoach Trail, uh, that was inadvertently in there last time. Sorry. My mistake. <laughs> okay. uh, as a geo-funded project, it's actually in the CIP as being recommended to be funded with transportation alternative funds uh, with a small match needed from the city, but substantially funded with transportation alternative funds. Um, so that should be removed from the bonded projects. And uh, those changes make a net total for the 10-year plan of $188 million. Um, what, what I will kind of acknowledge at this point is, you know, there's, there's a group of people, council and uh, citizens, that are working on trying to really develop and strategize on what, what projects should we be asking voters for? You know, what is this parks funding project going to look like? So, you know, I've kind of struggled with how to ask you guys to adopt a plan, knowing that there's this work going on that's not finished. Uh-huh. And I think I've kind of I, I, I've narrowed down to I think three three approaches, and um, you know one of them is we could spend time as council hashing it out and saying, "Yep, here's here's what that list is, and, and that's the dollar amount that we're going to put in the CIP, and that's what we're going forward with to voters." You know, and kind of leapfrog that that effort that's being done outside. I, I think that's probably not the best use of time, not the best use of our resources and uh, the, yeah. the input that the community wants to provide. Fair enough. Um, yep. The other option is to take maybe the extreme opposite and say we're not going to include anything in the CIP until we know what's being recommended, until we as a body vote on what that is. Certainly up to you. Um, my thought is that maybe feels a little bit uh, misleading to the public to say we're going to adopt a CIP with no bonded projects in there um, until later. And, you know, you, you could go that route, but I think uh, identifying that there are parks projects that we want to pursue um, generally seems like that's the consensus of council. So having something in there, um, this, this isn't probably the final product, but um, I think if you adopted a plan with these projects in there, fully acknowledging that this portion of the CIP is going to change as we move forward through this process, um, that'd be my recommendation to to go that route. All right. So there was Andy Andy Zeller talking about uh, parks funding, how they want to go out, how they want to approach bonding, uh, since PD one is going away, and I imagine somebody somewhere within the structure is planning for its demise yeah. when it goes away. Yeah. One would hope. Yeah. <laughs> hope so. so trying, yeah. To, trying to figure that out. Uh, <laughs> The big, the big number in there is obviously the, the 
South Billings Aquatic Center or the, uh, uh, I don't know, Camacho Lakes East. I don't know. <laughs> um, Come we can on, call it the Brondo Center. The Brondo Rec Center. <laughs> I was just about to say that. That's fucking great. It's, it's got the what the, you know, the citizens crave. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Brondo Center or the South Billings Aquatic Center. Um, there is the big ask in there. Um, and they're trying to figure out how much they go out to bond for, uh, what private dollars are, are, uh, pledged, uh, fundraising and all that stuff. And there was this one lady, I forget her name. She'll say it at the beginning here probably, but she, she put it pretty concisely and very, uh, aggressive is not the word. It's just very confidently gave her public comment on what she thinks the rec center is all about. My name is Heather Hasick, and I live at 6607 O'Donnell Lane. And I am here to also speak on behalf of the rec center. We all know that this facility is badly needed, so let's skip over that and focus on some possible concerns that you may have that are holding us back. One is that the sports teams in this room are going to monopolize the facility, and I'm telling you, that is not true. The people that are on these teams all go to public school and wouldn't be using this building until 3.30 in the afternoon. You have multiple hours of the day that that facility could be used by other groups that don't use the building in the evening. This would include your elderly groups, families with children under school age, people that work out on their lunch hour, as well as your homeschool group. In the 2020 to 2021 school year, there was roughly 1,400 homeschool students in Yellowstone County alone. These students participate in group activities but have nowhere to do them. Concern number two is that not everyone is saying yes to this project. We will never have 100% support of this project. But the question is, why are they saying no? And they're saying no because they don't want to pay for this. So let's talk about the money. We have $35 million that have already been raised by the Southside Group. And the public needs to know that their $112 million building will only cost $77 million if we get it done in the next year before we lose that money. You also want us to go out and do a capital campaign for you. We cannot do that without a plan. We need you to pass this plan so that we can get started. And finally, let's not forget that this facility is capable of paying for itself. All of the other Parks and Recs projects that we consider cost taxpayers money and they never bring any in. This project actually has the ability to pay for itself. Rose Park makes a profit every single year. It's only open three months. It doesn't do any competition, and it's only available for swimming. This facility is so much more than that. Just think what it's capable of. So what needs to happen? All you have to do tonight is decide if we like this plan. Your group says they like it. The experts say they like it. The community likes it. And even you yourselves have said that you like this design. In order for us to move forward, we need a big picture plan. I understand that you're worried about the taxpayers and the burdens on them. And so it's going to come down to the opinions of those taxpayers, whether or not they're willing to go through with this. You have a large group of people in this room that are telling you they want an opportunity to vote on this and they can't do that until you approve this. You were asked to come up with a solution to a problem. This is our solution. And now you need to put it into the hands of the voters so that they can give you their opinions. It is not your job to vote for us. It's your job to help us so that we can vote for ourselves. 
Thank you. You want to know? You want to know a funny story? I like stories. Yeah, I went to high school with her in Bighorn. Really? Yeah, Heather. No shit. Yep, I've known her my whole life. Good God. <laughs> she's she's very smart. Mm-hmm. She's a very capable person. Knows her stuff. And that's how she talks. Yeah. Yeah, she fucking perfect. Gets I mean, it, it out it, there. It gets right over my tinnitus. I really like it. <laughs> yeah, it's she doesn't. You're never wondering how she feels about stuff. Yep, she was very uh, direct. Um, and they finally approved the plan for what the rec center would look like so they can now take the next step, which is in a series of many, many steps. Oh, yeah. Of, uh, they still have plenty of opportunities to kill this thing. Sure. What they go out to bond for, uh, ask the voters. So fret not, it's not going to be built tomorrow. No. Uh, you'll have a chance to vote on it. When that happens, who knows? Uh, but hopefully sooner rather than later, since this is a project that'll take at least three years to build, as they said. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a big one. So, and they'll tear up. it down into something real stupid and useless. Hopefully. Maybe another Simplot plant. Ooh, that would be nice. Do some nitrogen. Yeah. Oh, storage. man. So Good I job, had, Heather. <laughs> I so I had probably eight clips at Pam. one point in this episode. Nice. Um, and then I recorded the Zone Change 1021. Uh, zone Change 1021 is right along the lines of the Zimmerman Zone Change that you may have heard in previous episodes. Uh, which brings uh, single-family home dwellers out of the woodwork. Mm, mm. And they have opinions, and uh, some of them rightly so. This is a different area of town. This would be off of Monad. In bet- you know, say you're driving west on Monad, and you look straight out towards uh, Rocky Vista, which is now out there. Um, you've got the retirement uh, place there as well, mm-hmm. um, and they're wanting to cram in some more uh, market rate apartments in this area, which is. You know, kind of on par with that sector of the city now. If you've been down Shiloh recently, yeah, you absolutely. go, you know, down to King Avenue West and you look east or look west and there's just a plethora of, of apartment complexes down there. Um, so this would be like basically just the other side of Shiloh, correct? Uh, north of Shiloh a little bit. It's on the um, north side of the, is it Sweetwater Retirement Community or... Something tumbleweed or Morning Star. Morning Star. There we go. Yeah. Morning Star Retirement Community. Okay. Um, so we got some people out there who have been there for a little while. You know, mm-hmm. we built out the infrastructure there, extended the city services out there so they could live in bliss with nature and wind, wind <laughs> and dust and dirt. Yep. And now the city is creeping up on them and they don't necessarily like it. So, uh, you'll hear a rarity at the beginning of this clip, which is the mayor turning around and actually asking the city clerk to read something or, you know, take part in the uh, oh. the meeting, which oh. is nice. So well, damn. she'll uh, <laughs> she'll describe what exactly is going on. One of these episodes will actually go through a zone change. Um, I think it was Monica Blecker who actually went through one step by step. We should probably do one of those one of these days. I think Ooh. it's one of the ones we haven't really done. Yeah. Especially with Project Recode. How that's yeah, you know, uh, shaking out and shabba to do. But this is zone change uh, ten twenty one. It's an apartment complex, which is I believe around five hundred some units. Yeah, uh, multiple story structures out there on the west end B-A-L-I of town. Three A little I. Whoa, whoa. And three um, uh, A 
double I for the joint resolution for annexation and zone change. And then we'll talk a little bit about how we're going to work through this. Um, Get away Denise, go ahead. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Vista West, and this is a joint public hearing for annexation 2115 and zone change 1021. Resolution for annexation 2115 located south of Central Avenue and west of Shiloh Road. Staff recommends conditional approval. Uh, first reading ordinance for zone change 1021 located south of Bell Avenue and north of Rocky Vista Way. Way and the Bannister Drain lo generally located west of Shiloh Road. Ooh. Zoning Commission recommends approval and adoption of the 10 criteria. My name is Terry Kaufman. I live at 110 Big Pine Court in Billings, and I'm here in opposition to this plan. Um, density is not a, dis um, excuse me, density is a descriptor, not a plan. The design of this project is excessive considering the size of the land um, where it is proposed to be built. The design stat sheet stated that 582 rental units will be constructed. If all of the apartments are filled, approximately 1,000 people at least will inhabit this small area. The number of cars traveling That's through the area will works. increase by at least 582, and realistically more than that. On your inspection of the area, which I'm sure you all have done since you will be voting on this project, you have surely noticed the large uh -oh. amount of apartments already built or that are being built just one or two blocks west of the area. A plan includes uh, a plan includes consideration of neighboring areas, school populations, and life-supporting structures such as grocery stores. The schools in the area are already overcrowded, and there are no grocery stores within walking distance. Project presenters would like us to believe that people will walk to amenities, will not park outside of their complex, and will not drive through existing neighborhoods to access Central Avenue. We all know that these scenarios are unrealistic. The developers have every right to build on this land. We know that. I would like to see a project plan more in line with the existing size of the land and the reality of the area. Please do not <laughs> approve this project as proposed. Thank you. Good evening. Thank you, all right. Mayor and City Council members, for this opportunity to talk. Um, I was going to paint a Rockwellian picture of my neighborhood because it is a great neighborhood. To me, it's the core of what billing should be. <laughs> um, we have neighbors that care about each other. We have kids that actually play in the street. We have a lot of great things in the neighborhood. And I live in Legends Way. And just a reminder, we need your name and address. Yeah, my name is Toby Erickson, and I live at 4142 Banbury Place. So I live on the corner of Legends Way and Bell Avenue. Okay. Um, so um, as we come into our neighborhood, you know, the oh, yeah. pace of life slows down. Um, when I come down Shiloh every day after work, I feel like I am playing a game of chicken every time I go through the roundabout with all the cars and the rate at which the traffic goes through there. But yeah. as soon as I turn off Central Drive onto Legends Way, I feel myself calming down. I feel that sense of community and slow down and unplug from the hustle and bustle of my everyday life. So there's um, less traffic. That's there. what home is. That's what home is all about. Um, the, the kids that play in the neighborhood, they play in the street. There's basketball hoops up there. There's all kinds of things that go on in that neighborhood. Mm. We're now talking about putting a huge number of cars that would cut through that neighborhood 
that would completely destroy that fabric of the neighborhood. Um, I have sent off um, a numerous letters. Um, I was one of the main organizers on the protest petition. I sent a cover letter with a lot of points that went to the 10 criteria of why this was a, a good fit. Um, we also made the presentation in front of the planning board um, and, and went through that whole process. Uh, today, sitting here listening to this, I kind of feel like I'm at a David Copperfield show where watch my one hand while the other hand does this. Um, you know, my concern is that I'm hearing the death rattle of home ownership in Billings. <laughs> the new American dream appears to be let's move to Billings so we can move into an apartment house and live there forever and never have the experience of home ownership. That's an interesting and It's supply and demand. Say. Right now, everything that's being approved is this type of dwelling where we end up building these huge multi-complex units. And all this is being done in order to optimize the profit for the single developer. This development is going to generate $10.5 million per year, even at the lowest rate of Marty and Mary. Okay. If they make a 10% margin on that, that's $1.5 going in the pocket of the developer. What about the rest of us people that have worked hard, bought our homes? We're going to have to live with the traffic. We're going to have to live with the higher density population. We're going to have to live with all this other stuff. I've got two seconds left. My concern is that if we approve this process and if we tie it to Bell, that somebody on the corner of Bell is going to die. Oh, God. Because there will be so much traffic coming out of Bell going on to Shiloh at a high rate of speed that you're going to kill somebody. And to continue down this path is going to be wrong. And I request that you not allow this high of a density population to go into that small section of land, move it down to a lower rate of like 300 units. That is a much more reasonable amount of... Of individuals that were trying to pack into yeah, that area. That. That's enough. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, oh. Mm. Somebody's gonna die. Hello, my name is Bailey Desper. I li- reside at 540 Sudan in the Heights. Um, I am asking for the approval of this project uh, for affordable housing because I myself uh, have combated the issue regarding homelessness in our city. Um, it is a, a rat race looking for affordable housing in our city. And as a member of this community for 30 years, I was raised in this community. I graduated from West High School in 2012. I deserve to be a part of this community as well. And I ask for the approval of this uh, multi-dwelling project to make a more affordable housing for, for not just Billings existing residents, but for the future to come. Yeah. All right. And that's what I have. Thank you very much. Good evening. My name is Melissa Smith. I live Hi. at 1335 Naples Street, mm. which is up in the Heights. Trees. Um, and <laughs> I am asking for the council to support this plan, all aspects of it. I have lived in towns smaller than 500 people okay. and in cities that are millions of people. And I've lived in all manner of housing. Mm. One of the things that I am proud to have taught my children from personal experiences, no matter where you live, all families are the same. We all enjoy our community. We all are neighborly to each other, whether we're in single homes or apartments or condos. So I would like to reassure the concerns that this type of a development 
would not foster that type of community. I absolutely know that it would. I love and appreciate all of the questions and the comments and the concerns that the um, city employees and that this council has pressed to the developers and, and the proposal for this. I think it has brought out a lot of problem solving that our growing city absolutely has and needs to resolve very near in the future. My kids are almost grown and, <laughs> sorry, stage fright. Um, my kids are almost grown. I, that. I think about how <laughs> I'm gonna launch them every day almost, especially my oldest kid. Um, and the fact of the matter is they have nowhere affordable to go right now. Yeah. I literally have near adult children living in my basement and having more housing choice in our city would keep them closer to home. Yeah. Yay. And build our economy and replenish our workforce. Yeah. So thank you for your time. Amber Dunn, Dorothy Lane. Oh God. Oh boy. You guys always talk about safety. Yeah. I'm with him on this. Um, I'm all about building buildings considering I'm not even from here. And I am all for you guys bringing people in here for apartments, townhouses, whatever. But um, do these apartments require background checks first before you can rent them? Because you already have a crime problem here. And if you're just going to bring more people in here with more crime problems, then these people are going to have problems with crime like we do every day of our lives. I'm sure you don't want all of them up here talking about crime. Um, I say don't go for this based on you can't fix your crime with the people you have. Stop bringing in more right now. Good evening, Mayor and Council. My name is Eric Schmidt, 2915 2nd Avenue South, number 205. This is a lot. Billings, Montana, 59101. Yeah. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here in uh, support of the plan for multifamily housing, or yeah. like I, I like to call it multi-residential um, as well. And um, a variety of housing types supports a variety of people yeah. that in turn supports a variety of businesses making a more robust, resilient, and thriving economy. If we can't support a variety of people, if we have to stick everyone into a single-family house, we're going to be stuck with the roundup problem where the only housing is single-family housing that is deteriorating, falling apart, and the population is turning, uh, with much due respect, entirely too gray. <laughs> so, uh, in order to combat that, we need to have a variety of housing types. Recruit Whoa. additional people. I am trying to recruit more staff for my small business, and one of the key things that I need is to have housing in order to launch them on their career, helping to yeah. uh, enrich and revitalize and enable billings. So, with more housing, I can do that a little bit easier, and we can connect them to this great and wonderful community. As for connectivity, what I've been hearing today is... The risks of driving, absolutely. There are incredible risks to driving. And what I've also heard today is the concerns of my neighbors across the city. And what routinely comes to mind is not the risk on driving on Bell Avenue or Obi. The, the risk is on Shiloh. That's where you're going to get creamed. That's where I hate riding my bicycle and walking because I know that people drive. And I've, I've been looking around. I haven't seen Chief St. John here. So I think we can all admit that we probably drive a little too fast on Shiloh. It is a 45, but I know most people go about 50. Uh, so just for comparison, that's, that's the risk um, built for it, of for a sure. serious injury when driving at 40 miles an hour is about 15% if you're in a collision. Yeah, the you risk that most people drive on Shiloh of a serious 
condition, right, serious injury, is 59% at 50 miles per hour, the speed that most people drive. So when we talk about risks, the risk isn't the people driving at 20 miles per hour on Bell or connecting to this great new variety of housing neighborhood. It's going to be nope. at Shiloh. So let's address that as the safety concern and the problem, and let's support the economy and new people coming to Billings with this housing project. Small anecdote about connectivity. My parents recently moved to a lovely little neighborhood, single-family house. It's third of a mile away from my sister and my niece and my nephew. They unfortunately have to drive through a maze, sort of like this, if it didn't have connectivity, to get to each other's houses. They cannot walk mm-hmm. to each other, right? It's a third of a mile. They should be able to, my niece and nephew should be able to visit grandma and grandpa. Instead, they have to drive on a 20-mile-per-hour road. They have to drive on a 35-mile-per-hour road. They have to hit a 45-mile-per-hour road to drive oh, over whoa, 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 miles whoa, whoa, to make the connection Easy. to go a third of a mile. Let's make connectivity. Let's connect bring families. And think of the people that we can <laughs> connect with these neighborhoods. Think of those amazing connections that we can have and how children can connect through these neighborhoods and meet their school friends there as well. Thank you so much. Yeah. Hi, my name is Roger Furman. I live at uh, 191 Legends Way, which hey, is on the corner of Legends and Bell. These are fun and to I look up. I would ask some of these people that have spoken <laughs> in support of this, have they driven down Bell? Yes. Uh, have they driven down Bell in the morning when uh, Morningstar staff are parking? You cannot pass two vehicles safely at that time. So you drive the real slow, don't you, buddy? Uh, looking at the study, there would be 800 cars that potentially would go down Bell, 200 down Legends Way. That's a thousand cars a day going by my house that's not there now. <laughs> you know who in here wants a thousand cars a day going past your past your house? We've heard a lot of talk about oh, walking so and buses. You know that's fine in Colorado, in Montana in the wintertime, you get in your car to drive across the street. You know, nine months of the year <laughs> is not walking time in nine Billings, Montana. Uh, in terms of transportation, <laughs> sorry. you look at Monad, you look at all of the height, the highest density area in Montana, to my understanding, is between King, just south of King, and up to Monad. <sighs> the highest density in the state of Montana. And you've got two feeders primarily, King and you've got Monad. Monad is two lanes. Yeah, it's poorly uh, planned. in each direction. We've been through the roundabout this. at Shiloh uh-huh. and uh, Monad is one lane for east-west in terms of feeding Monad to go further east. Um, the traffic already on Shiloh is unbelievable, particularly in the mornings during rush hour. You have approved Costco just down the street on, on, on Shiloh. When that opens, you've got all of... Billings Heights that are going to come down Zimmerman, Shiloh, everything is going to feed down Shiloh. One of the things I would encourage is, is a saying I have is to play the movie. You know, when we go to a movie and we start at the beginning, how often the end of the movie is totally different than what we see at the beginning of the movie. I ask you, when you look at the density we've put into this area in five years, 10 years, 15 years, what is that area going to look like? When that developer decides to sell and you have a venture capital company coming in from California like or China that buys that property China, and their motivation is maximization of income or depreciation, what happens to those properties? I think you can look around other areas and parts of the country and see what happens. You talk about affordable housing. Um, I had a rental unit that became available in Manor Heights. I advertised it. I had a, a lot of interest because people were being priced out of the apartment they were in. 
when you're in an apartment, you're at the whim of whoever owns that apartment and what they consider market value, which is hey, what they're talking that's about. That's true. They yeah. have no protection in terms of that. Being told, okay, you either your rent's going up 40% or you got 30 days to get out. I speak against this as a apartment complex. I'm totally in agreement to condominium development, multi-unit, uh, duplexes, twin homes, quads, condominiums. Give people an opportunity for ownership, pride, uh, but this is not the best development for that area. I mean, I'm glad that folks are showing up and giving their comments. It's a good thing to do. I don't necessarily agree with some of the points that they're making, but I'm glad that dude showed up and said what he wanted to say. Mm-hmm. Highly encourage that here at the Friday Packet, mm-hmm. Stocky and Stout, Billings Premier <laughs> podcast about yes jalapeno cheddar jalapeno cheddar che- cheetos, cheetos consumption yeah. area <laughs> yeah it's uh the growing pains of a city yeah um, it's gonna look like a city you know living through through multiple recessions in my life i, I you, you can't help but look at all the, the mullet developments and and come to the conclusion like when's this bubble gonna burst because yeah. everything feels like a fucking bubble all the time mm-hmm. um yeah. but in the same sense you also need th- that housing that we don't have. Mm-hmm. Uh, the average house, I think, in the neighborhood that the people were talking was in the five to six hundred thousand dollar range. Yeah, that's not affordable. No one's going to be able to purchase that as a first home, and at least not the crowd that I hang out with. No, no, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's people out there, but uh, it's uh, it's in a it's in a unique, difficult area with a retirement home there. Yeah, uh, with tons of employees and everything. Um, the comments about getting in your car to drive across the streets a little annoying. Yeah. Um, there was, there was other multiple comments about people who don't want to drive anywhere. No one wants to drive anywhere. No one wants to walk anywhere. Uh, no one wants to have that. King of, I mean, if there was a grocery store, I'm, I'm sure they would drive a block just to go to the grocery store. Yep. I get that sensation. Um, all those folks exist. Yes. I suppose. And I, and I understand that market rate housing is, not affordable housing. No. <laughs> it won't but, be a, a mortgage rate housing. But if you continue on the same route we're going down, which is, you know, 20-person waiting list, and there's no selection, there's no inventory yeah. in, in the city of Billings, you're going to end up with even worse problems. Um, the Chamber AM breakfast last week, Patty Webster from the uh, – well, it used to be the Housing Authority. Now it's Homefront. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, basically the – Housing Authority of Billings. She said that their waiting list is uh, 7,000 families and that it is increasing by 300 families a month. And they can get maybe 150 of them mm-hmm. out. And they I can't remember how much she puts out in um, just rent assistance that go to local landlords or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe some guy who lives in Florida, but whatever. Sure. Something like $400,000 a month or something like that, maybe more. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. But also there's like 550 homeless children in school district too. And I think <laughs> that being concerned that somebody might drive through your neighborhood is not a reason to just turn down 500 more places for people to live. Yeah. 
And yeah, nobody can buy a house right now. <laughs> That's old people's well, fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's definitely a complicated issue. Yeah, um it is. Uh yeah. It does need neighborhood grocery stores and that kind of stuff. And it does need to be walkable. Yeah. And it needs bus service. Sure. Um, and the growing pains with with that end of town, which is uh, suburban sprawl meeting with this type of development, which we call a mall development here. You know, I got business up top and party down below. Mm-hmm. So business is down below. Absolutely. Um, I just don't, I, I fail to see the logic of, I mean, well, you're just going to have a whole bunch of cars and everything, but you're just, you're basically building a community within the community where people who maybe don't have a car yeah. can maybe walk to work. Sure. Uh, saving themselves some time. Yeah. I mean, this entire city feels like it's built around a car. It is. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And if you could get some people, some upward mobility, get them into a place, mm-hmm. get a solid roof over their head. Yeah. I mean, instead of just the constant rat race of what if my car breaks down and then I'm not going to have a job. Yeah, no shit. I mean, it's... <laughs> The more centralized you can make, I think the city, the better. I was talking. I don't think they all should all be in one area, which I feel like that's their counter argument. Yeah. Why don't you just put them all downtown? Just warehouse them all somewhere. Yeah. Just don't put them here. Don't put them in my. The logic doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense to me. If if you own like a Burger King or something, and you're getting entry level employees. Yeah. And I can build a 583 person structure over there not saying that everybody's gonna work at Birmingham. i mean but but yeah it makes sense yeah absolutely <laughs> I mean, there's an employment flow there maybe yeah you need to mix those up i was talking with a city official last week who i'm sure would like to be anonymous on this particular <laughs> show no but he was like he pointed out something that i not never even thought of you can barely build a bar anywhere in billings because it has to be however many feet from a school or a house or whatever yeah, with the new zoning and he's like that means you have to drive to the bar mm-hmm. and he's like wait what the hell's wrong with the neighborhood bar <laughs> you don't have to go to the bar this is true but then you could also end up with like lee's saloon down well yeah there's that the, the way where there's multiple stabbings every night but yeah I well mean, maybe i think that might be a managerial problem more yeah than, <laughs> than it, but i mean shit a neighborhood bar out there in that morning star retirement community there's all kinds of old cars wheel here. them out there and put them on the patio for two hours at Absolutely. happy hour jesus christ it'd be happy as hell yeah what the hell be wrong with that and yeah oh a kid might drive by and see a bar they have a fucking phone in their pocket <laughs> They can see far worse things. Yeah, about pre- 10 they'd have to look up from their porn to see the bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the growing oh, pains shit. of the city are just getting more and more prevalent. Uh, uh, since there was a valid protest, it needed uh, a majority approval. Yeah. Um, this was just the first reading. They, I didn't get to it. Um, I was pressed for time. Uh, last night, so the 27th. Was second reading, I believe it was on the consent agenda of last night's meeting. Uh, same people, some of the same people who came in support, talked in support of it, showed up at that meeting as well. Um, not as many detractors. Yeah. Um, so. So, uh, yeah. Zone change 1021. Is this? Yeah, this is on the 13th. 13th, yeah. So first reading passed 6 to 3. 
Um, niece Boyette and Ripsis opposed. Hmm. So, yeah. And I didn't see there's a there was a variance attached to it as well, which includes uh, build out. I believe some entrance or exit onto Bell. We should be more specific, uh, but this is what you get. Yeah. So uh, you're going to see a lot more of this coming down the line. Yeah. Um, with these development coming in, depending well, you, on what the legislature does, how much local control they decide to take away. No shit. Yeah. From a city like Billings, who's mm-hmm. been kind of Montana's doormat and a tax coffer for many, many years. Good segue. One in six dollars that goes to Helena comes from Yellowstone County. So there you go. Um, I I say keep building them. You're welcome, Bozeman. <laughs> Exactly. Asshat city. Yeah. How's that water going for you? <laughs> Would you like some water rights? Psych. <laughs> Ooh. Oof. Deep, yeah. deep cuts. Yeah. Oh. What's the average cost of the house there? I think still above 800000 Yeah, I think so, yeah. What a great place to live. Mm-hmm. Something for everybody there. Mm-hmm. Something for everybody who's... Can't wait till all the, rich. the Madison, the Jefferson, and the Gallatin are just private rivers. That'll be great. Um, what else? We we did some breaking news, which was preceding. Excellent you know, breaking news. Excellent, excellent breaking news at the beginning of this. Oh, wait, uh, more. What the hell was it? I just got another one, too. If you want to go to the February 21st, we won't touch on it. That's a work session. Uh, Fire and EMS uh, does an update on the public safety mill levy, mm-hmm. and also the cops. Uh, Chief St. John does an update, public safety mill levy stuff, uh, which was approved. Yeah. Two years ago now? A year ago? year and a half ago? Yeah, give or take. Somewhere like that. Um, so they detail what they've been working on, what's been working, what hasn't been working, uh, the improvements in efficiency, all that jazz. Community service officers, pretty cool program. Yeah, they seem to be liking it. So it gets officers off of doing yeah. desk work and keeps them out in the community doing what they do best, which yeah. is encrypting all their information and then trying to you, you know get stuff passed to where ring cameras are just police property now you betcha why not <laughs> well yeah that's that's another story but <laughs> that's, the, the community that's service also on the 27th yeah are uh, pretty fun because like well i mean this is not super fun to say but like if you came home from vacation and your house was broken into while you're gone you don't know what day it was there's clearly nobody there anymore mm-hmm. some things were stolen but what if you live on legends way and it's a part of rockwell's American dream. This does not. Obviously, your neighbors went over there and for that. put it, put them in a headlock and yeah, waited until you got home. No, they'll they'll send a community service officer to take the report and take the pictures and all that stuff. So, I mean, it's not not like a cop's going to show up and kick down the door and find the guy. So, <laughs> got him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they'll send a community service officer who's not a sworn officer, doesn't carry a gun, isn't dressed like a cop, doesn't act like a cop. They'll stand. They they have time to stand around and talk to you and get all your story and take all the pictures and they can mm-hmm. write a good report and they're definitely better uh, typists than cops are. Sure. So that helps. Yeah. But there there there's four of the six. Shit. Do I have that right? I don't know. Not all of them have been hired yet. No. But they're gonna be pretty much uh, on. The goal is to have at least one available. 12 hours a day, seven days a week. Mm-hmm. So good thing. It's a good, it's a good program. And I think they make like 22 bucks an hour. Yeah. If you're looking for a job, there you go. Apply. Also, sure. um, the, uh, bull semen collection place is needing a, a lab technician. Okay. $20 an hour, full benefits. Uh, email the Friday packet at Gmail. 
to uh, find more information on that. Sure. I just got a text from a friend. Know <laughs> 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 anybody wants a job in a lab working on bull semen? Yep. I just put it on put it on the back of a twenty dollar bill and send it to oh. the Friday packet. Oh. <laughs> Car talk. Uh-huh. Love it. Fuck yeah. Sonia Hanny's Toto. <laughs> oh God. Good stuff. We're not those guys. Uh, send it to the office of Dewey Cheatham and Howe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you and Lewis Dewey. <laughs> In Harvard Square. Harvard Square. Box 2500, Harvard Square. Mm-hmm. Boston, or Cambridge, Harfair City, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. 02238. Boston, ma. <laughs> Boston, ma. Oh, and I digress. Uh, so there you go. Uh, and, uh, I thought it was an interesting graphic on the 21st. This will be the last thing I say on uh, number of calls uh, out of Dorothy Lane for, I think it was a month. For two addresses was 80 calls. 80 calls in a month. Yeah. Sure. A little over two a day. Yeah. Seems for two like addresses. Um, but right. that's still going on. Mm-hmm. Wheels are still turning on that one. Uh, they're still involved. Still pushing in their own little way, I yeah. guess you could say. Yep. Um, but yeah, um, news around here. It was cold, and then it wasn't. Sun come up, sun yeah. come down. There was a moon out. There was Northern Lights the other night. Oh, really? Yeah. Shit. Went north of town. They're purple. Pretty nice. At least I'm assuming they're purple. <laughs> I guess we'd be asking the wrong guy. Yeah. Might have been, <laughs> might have been neon green for all I know. The gray smear. Well, they often are. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they could have been. Oh, man, I'm sorry I missed that. I've been wanting to see them again lately. Yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a site you can follow. Uh, what else? Look into that. All right. America's Wild West. Oh, yeah. Living up to its name. Yeah. Seems like a shithole that's turned into an even <laughs> bigger shithole. <laughs> old Ge- Geyser good. Park, if you want to go down the, uh, rem- take some remember berries. Yeah. It's where the old Geyser Park was. They turned it into a, uh, well, America's Wild West. I yeah. think it was just America's Diner for a while. Yeah, it was just called America's. I yeah, think. it was just yeah. called like America, I think. Yeah. Must have changed ownership. and Restaurant and bar. Turned into quite the shit show, getting yeah. just as many calls as, as Dorothy Lane. Yeah. And then some guy got shot in the parking lot and died. Yep. That'll happen. Mm-hmm. But that's a... At least it wasn't shooters. <laughs> yeah. Don't get shot at shooters or you're taking shit at shooters. <laughs> what else? Yeah. Anything you can... I mean, St. Patty's Parade downtown coming up. Yep. That'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Celtic Fair. Uh... Weather's weather, I guess. The weather it's outside really is weather. Um, I don't know. More of the same. It's kind of a quiet part of the year. It's a little been, bit. Been a quiet month in Lake Billings, begun. Mm-hmm. Camacho Lakes, <laughs> Brando Athletic Center. Yeah, the Brando Athletic Center. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we need to start a public campaign for that. Hell yeah. I uh, mean, 